Welcome to HB RV Lifestyle, the podcast. I am the host, the Honey Badger, here to give it to you straight and transparent about the RV business. I'm going to talk about something that's been on people's minds since December 13th, 2023. This is New Year's Eve. This is a special episode that I'm doing because I feel like people need to get what is real and what is fake. Okay. And what is real is very different from what is fake. And what I'm referring to is RV interest rates. This is something that people have been asking me about since Jerome Powell spoke on December 13th, since the news has sent out sound bites saying that interest rates are going down uh, four to six times in 2024. <clears throat> this is fake news. This is a sound bite that is very untrue. The truth of the matter is, and if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll put the link in the description box below of the actual full video of Mr. Powell's statements. They don't know what's going to happen next year. There's a good chance they raise interest rates in 2024. There's a good chance that interest rates stay stable. I think the most how can I say this? The most... Well, let me turn off the heater. Um, the most likely scenario is that interest rates stay stable. That's the most likely scenario we're going to go through during 2024. They're not going to go down dramatically. If they do go down, they're going to go down at the end of the fiscal year they're not going to go down march i mean i've even heard some owners rv dealership owners drinking the kool-aid that rates are going to go down next year nowhere in jerome powell's statement did he ever guarantee that they were lowering rates next year so 2024 is going to be a stable year with interest rates. That's where I foresee things. Because inflation is still too high in the food industry, the grocery store, gasoline, energy. It's too high. And the only way you stabilize that is you keep interest rates stable. You, it, He's even said, Powell even said in a statement that there are a lot of industries that have not felt the interest rate hike yet. That have not been affected, affected by the interest rate hike yet. So just think about that while you're, while you're making your plans for 2024. If you're waiting because you think that rates are going to just drop off a cliff next year because of the sound bites that were brought out by the corporate media, you may not do anything next year. Now, if that was your true goal, if you're if you if you're willing to wait two or three years for rates to come down, hey, that's on you. That's your plan. That's your game plan. Go for it. But if you think that rates are going to go down dramatically in 2024 because a) it's an election year and b) 
all the sound bites from the political media, you're dead wrong. Nobody knows. Not even Powell knows. Powell's statement, if you listen to it, we're gonna we're gonna go over this here. Um, I have YouTube up in the way. I want you guys to listen to Mr. Powell's statements. Okay. I know I've probably done this before, but nobody listened to it. So I want you to listen to the first uh give me a second here. Um I wish I was better prepared. Uh, I want you to listen to the first, let's turn this up all the way, um, just the first 15 seconds, guys. Let's hopefully it gets to the first 15 seconds. Ah! Mute the commercial. I don't mind commercials. I get paid on commercials on my main channel, so I'm okay with that. Um... I'm actually going to be doing partially a video and update. Here we go. So I don't know why it keeps playing the commercial. Come on, show. Come on, show. That's crazy. Crazy. Okay, so I want you guys to listen to this. Oh, man. They just, I mean, there's a commercial every 10 seconds anymore. It's getting as bad as television. That's the only downside I feel to YouTube is it's just gotten to the point where uh, it's just commercial after commercial after commercial after commercial, and they're getting away from skippable ads. So, okay, here we go. And this is <clears throat> without a significant increase in unemployment. That's very good news. But inflation is still too high. Ongoing progress in bringing it down is not assured, and the path forward is uncertain. As we look ahead, okay. inflation has eased from its highs. Inflation has eased from its highs. And this has come without a significant increase in unemployment. This has come from an in, uh, not, uh, basically unemployment hasn't skyrocketed for it. That's very good news. But inflation is still too high. Ongoing progress in bringing it down is not assured. Right there. He just said, inflation is still high. And there's no clear path forward. And the path forward is uncertain. And the clear path forward is uncertain. As we look ahead to next so they're not guaranteeing anything. So Jerome Powell basically saying inflation's still too high. You know, it, there's no guarantee they're going to get a hold of it next year. I mean, it, it, just listen to the guy. Sure, the American people that were fully committed to returning inflation to our two percent goal, restoring price stability essential to achieve a sustained period of strong labor market conditions that benefit all. Since early last year, the FOMC has significantly tightened the stance of monetary policy. Basically, I'll put it in the thing. I, 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 you know, we've been waiting too long. I'll put it in, if, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll put it on the description box. If you guys want to listen to his full statement, and you got to watch the first eight minutes, don't skip through it. And it'll like you'll wake up and go, why is our corporate media being so stupid and twisting a man's words into, guys, interest rates are going down next year. Yeah, they're not. Not yet. Now, 
Things can change. I want to make sure. Um, I want to make sure it's understood. Just because he didn't promise interest rates are going to go down doesn't mean that January 31st things might change. They have to get more data. Okay, so let's just use for example. If they feel like inflation went up at all in the fourth quarter of January or fourth quarter of this year, 2023, the January 31st meeting that the Fed's going to have, they could raise interest rates or they could keep them stable. I think the most likely scenario is they keep them stable. Now, if they feel, and now here's the interesting part. If they feel that in that inflation goes down to two percent that that their goal was hit in the fourth quarter of 2023 then i believe they will start lowering interest rates probably a tenth of a point at a time we won't even feel it so if you're an rv buyer if you're a boat buyer if you're a home buyer you're not even going to feel the interest rate drop you won't even really even, you'll go, nothing changed. Because they're not going to change things as fast as they raise them. Because, here, here's a great example. This is, this is just, just common sense, okay? Let's say that January 31st, they hit their target goal of 2% inflation, okay? And they say, okay, we're going to start lowering rates. If they lower rates half a percentage point or one full percentage point in one month inflation's just gonna go nuts because now price gouging is gonna start all over again so they're gonna lower them slowly to continue to get the price stability down so for example i really truly believe this is a prediction of mine I believe that we hit 2% inflation fourth quarter of 2024. I believe our first interest rate decrease won't be until February of 2025. And I think they'll go from 5.75 as the Fed base rate down to 5.7 or 5.65. I think they're going to slowly trickle the interest rate down. And I think they'll hover right around 2%, 2.5%. I believe that's where the market is heading. And that's just based on information I get from people that I know that are politically collect connected, financially connected to the banks. Guys, it, the only people that benefited from all the sound bites are the people that invested in bank stocks five months ago that all of a sudden everybody goes i'm gonna run and go buy bank of america and then it soared the price and the guys that are like me are like yeah keep inflating that stock price in fact boom sell right before bank of america's stock tanks because they're gonna find out these investors that went in and bought a bunch of bank stocks when january 31st rolls around and they find out wait a minute they didn't lower rates they're gonna sell off So listen to the full eight minutes of Jerome Powell's statement from December 31st. You could put it on YouTube. In fact, I'm going to tell you, 
a corporate media center, CNBC, plays the whole thing with no interruptions, all 44 minutes. The first eight minutes are the most important before the words start getting twisted. Okay. Now, where they got it twisted from, so you guys have an understanding, is they got it twisted from a statement he made. And the statement he made verbatim, and you can hear this for your own, is he said that every single Fed member, everybody that's sitting on the, the panel with him, was asked to do an individual assessment of the economy and where it stands. Okay? And he says, now while nobody wants to raise interest rates on the panel, they have not taken it off the table. But if they can hit their 2% goal, then he would predict that they would lower interest rates to 4.6 by the end of 2024, 3.6 by the end of 2025, and their target, which is 2.9, by 2026. So that's three interest rate decreases over three years. But first, they have to hit their target. They haven't hit their target yet, and they still feel like, as a group, if you listen to the whole conversation, the entire Federal uh, Reserve Chamber, the entire panel, is not ready to say, we're going to guarantee we're going to lower interest rates. And that's because there's too much up and down. Some industries are up in inflation, some are down in inflation. And then it flip-flops. Then that industry, then that industry, it's like a seesaw right now. It's not flattening out like they want it to. Part of that is our grocery prices. Our grocery prices are out of control. Okay? I had a couple of uh, Canadians here uh, on the lot. And they said that we are more expensive in the United States for food than Canada is. And that's saying something because I've been to Canada... And Canada is extremely expensive when you go to the grocery store. But guys, when a gallon of milk is more expensive than a gallon of gas, that tells you we are not there yet. Okay? Now, for some of you, you're going to put your life on hold until interest rates go down. I feel bad for you. Because you're, you're, you're choosing the wrong thing to put on hold. Okay, It doesn't matter if your goal is to live on a boat. It doesn't matter if your goal is to buy a house. <clears throat> it doesn't matter if your goal is to buy an RV and go travel the country. If you're putting your life on hold because of interest rates, you're putting your life on hold for the wrong reason. Okay, Now, here are a lot of interesting things. First of all, there are a lot of folks that talk to me through YouTube and through on my regular channel and through Instagram and tell me, well, I'm not ready to buy because I can barely feed my feed my family. Okay, that's a whole different scenario. That has nothing to do with interest rates. That has to do with the fact that the grocery store is beyond expensive. It's it's stupid money to just go buy bread, milk, and eggs. If you're having a tough time doing that, and keeping your light bill on, and keeping the heat on, you shouldn't even be thinking about an RV unless you're looking to make a lifestyle change. Unless you're like, you know what, I'm going to look at this differently. Maybe my best idea of ownership and get out of renting is to own an RV. 
and live in it. Maybe my bills will go down. There's a lot of people doing that. Okay, there's a good reason to do it. But if still, if you're having a tough time, guys, keeping your phone bill on, an RV doesn't make any sense. Okay, now I made a big change for my family. I moved us into the Cougar fifth wheel up in Oregon uh, before it really got nasty. Now, it was most out, mostly out of me chasing my dream job because I had to cut the bills down. But now the bills are right back where they were when I was renting an apartment. So I was, well, it was a condo. So I was renting a, a two-bedroom, two-full-bath condo in Vacaville, California, working at Camping World. Great place to work, by the way. Um, you, a lot of you guys will disagree with me, but I actually enjoyed the experience. Um you know, I got offered my dream job. I took my dream job. We stayed in Vacaville. At the time, between the rent of the condo, the insurance, everything, it was about $4,000 a month total for our bills. Well, I couldn't live like that later on because there was no money being made. So we moved, moved up to Oregon on a piece of property, my mom's property, with a Keystone Cougar fifth wheel cut the bills down to like fifteen, eighteen hundred dollars a month. Well now with grocery prices and car insurance prices, it's right back up to four thousand dollars. That's living in an RV, four thousand dollars in southern Oregon. And of course I work in southern Nevada right now, but I stay in Nevada. I don't even travel back and forth but yet three times a year to see my kids. So you could just imagine that this interest rate lowering will not help us. It does not help us if they lower interest rates because lowering interest rates is not going to affect the grocery store prices. It's not going to affect our insurance prices. Those are the things that have to get under control, and they understand that. The Fed understands that we are not even close to done yet. So don't expect interest rates to go down next year. Could they go up? Yes. Will they go up? Probably not. If it were my prediction, like I said earlier in the show, I think they stay stagnant. I think RV interest rates, I think boat interest rates, I think mortgage interest rates all stay flat. Now, there are guys that claim that they could get 6% on a mortgage. That's a big lie. Don't believe any of that crap. There's RV interest rates that say they're at 7%. That's a lie. Flat out lie. The best interest rate out there right now for an RV is 8%. And I'm an 800 FICO with plenty of great credit and good down payment on home. And I'm still at 7.7%. Don't believe the ganja smoking people. This is where the reality is. That's what my job is here. That's what I've created this podcast for, is to help you guys understand what is real and what is not. So, when you're looking at making a major purchase in 2024, whether you're a retired couple, 
whether you are retiring, whether you want to, maybe you got a family and you want them to experience the outdoors and you want to get them away from the tablet and the cell phone for a little bit. An RV purchase is a great thing right now. Dealerships are losing money up the ass when it comes to um, the sale prices of vehicles. In fact, uh, yesterday or the other day, I took a $16,000 loss uh, on a fifth wheel, a 2023 new fifth wheel. Um, I just had one of my sister stores take a $25,000 loss on a motorhome, a brand new motorhome, 2023. So dealerships across the United States and Canada, not all of them, because I've heard some interesting comments from people that there are some stubborn people out there, but the non-stubborn dealers are taking massive losses on 2023 inventory. Now, I'm going to talk about the backlash of that in a video on my regular channel, but there's a big, huge backlash that's going to come from that, and that is the value of your trade-ins. So used RV prices are absolutely going to freaking tank because dealers are doing this. Just talked to a guy. Uh, I'm trying to get him a loan on a Georgetown motorhome. I'm taking a beat. We're taking an absolute beating on it, plus I'm overpaying for the trade. But I was telling him, like, the difference in three weeks. So he waited. He 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 made a decision that he had to get $60,000 for his trade or he wasn't going to buy. It was 30, okay? Actually, it was 32. And he made the decision himself, I'm going to hold off and wait. Okay. He held off and waited. My owner, my boss, decided to tank all the all the motorhome prices. So now all of a sudden, in his mind, he's like, "Well, shoot, you offered me fifty. Now it really makes sense." And I go, "No, brother. Now your value of your motorhome just took a crap." Said, so "Now it's worth forty-five. So as motor new motorhome prices, I explained it to him like a truck. I said, "Okay, so let's say we start discounting trucks." $20,000 below MSRP. What does it do to the value of somebody that paid twenty five grand over sticker two years ago? And goes, oh. And I go, so you have to think. What is a consumer willing to pay? That's how we have to think about it as an owner, as a, as a, as a manager, as someone that runs a dealership. Not what the book value is. What is a consumer... Willing, willing to pay for that used motorhome in this market. And to me, it was about 48 to 50 grand. So basically, I left myself about a two to $3,000 profit margin on his trade, which is ridiculous. The used market is where dealerships are supposed to make all the money. And we're not making anything. Because everything's changing so quickly. Every day something changes. It's not changing every year. It's changing daily. Lazy Days RV has taken the same route our company has. And has taken stupid losses on every new 2023 in stock. In fact, on Coachman Catalina travel trailers, 
They have one where they lowered their price below mine. I was at a $6,000 loss. They're at a $9,000 loss. So I just lowered my price to match theirs. So a trailer I've only had for five months on the lot, I'm going to take a $9,000 beating on. Imagine that. That's how quickly things changed. That's how quickly... Watch this, folks. This is how quickly that it can also change the other way. Because dealerships and companies across the United States cannot lose money forever. That's a fact. So if you're not taking advantage of anybody that's losing money on vehicle purchases and you're in the market, you need to look at yourself in the mirror and think, what's wrong with me? Because the reality is, is the difference figure, this is what I was trying to explain to a guy yesterday, the difference figure between what you're getting for your used vehicles and what they're selling new vehicles for is identical to what it was in 2020 and 2021. Not the value. I'm not talking about the value. I'm talking about the difference figure. So I had the guy sit down and do the figures himself, this other guy. He's sitting there and he's got a 2016 fifth wheel. He's trading in for a toy hauler. And he sat down and he worked out the numbers. So I showed him what we sold these certain units for in 2021 versus what he wanted for his trade because that's what he paid for it. And then I said, look at the difference between what we're selling it for you now and what we're offering you on trade. And he goes, it's the same figure overall. And I go, exactly. It's the same difference figure. Hasn't changed. It will change. Summer of this coming year that separation is going to start happening further and further and further away like it naturally should. That's not something that's new. That's what should happen. But right now, that difference figure it hasn't changed in now three years. So you, you guys got... An, you, for those of you that made it all the way to the end of this episode, you have a hell of an opportunity this year in January, February of 2024, you have an opportunity to take advantage of a market that's really weak. If you don't like the interest rates, refinance it in two years, three years. You're going to be in it in a point where you don't need to put any money into it to refinance it. And they look at me, so this older couple, they bought an Airstream uh, motorhome from me yesterday. And they said, uh, wow, that rate's really high, nine and a half. And I go, yeah, it's an eight-year-old coach. I said, that's a win. I said, but here's what I want you to do. And they look at me and I go, in 2026, when rates go down, refinance it through USAA. By that time... You could shrink the term down to 15 years instead of 20. And then you can, the rate, let's say, is 699 then, or 6.5 then. You'll be at the same identical payment you're at now, but on a shorter term and a better rate. And overall, you're going to save money. I actually sat down and did the calculations with them, 
And they looked at me and they go, that makes all the sense in the world. And I go, yeah. Welcome to it. I'm excited. You should be excited. You know, I, I want everybody to be safe for New Year's. Happy New Year to all of you. Um, hopefully you guys are safe on New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. I'm looking forward uh, to Monday, tomorrow, January 1st. 2023 has been a crap year for me, a garbage year for me. I can't wait to start anew in 2024. And uh, above all, guys, don't smoke the ganja that the corporate media and all these podcasters do. Okay. If you want real information, you got Josh the RV nerd. You got me. Um, don't listen to Wingman Wisdom. Don't listen to Liz Amazing. I mean, all it is is negative, 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 negative. That's all it is. Everything's negative for those two. Okay. You want positive and good. You want negative and positive. You want a balance. Listen to Josh the RV nerd. If you want it more like brutal and nasty, you come see me. So until next time, guys, happy new year. I'll be back probably around January 3rd, January 4th to do another episode. Um, Enjoy your vacation if you're out camping. Enjoy uh, the beginning of 2024. And... uh, Hey, toolkit and sense of humor.